you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Here we go. Your NFL championship weekend is set. The 49ers will go cross country to take on the top seeded Philadelphia Eagles next Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Game is on Fox. And then it's the AFC championship rematch. Bengals, Chiefs, Arrowhead Stadium hosting their fifth straight AFC championship game. That's at 6.30 p.m. on CBS. Welcome inside Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live here in New York City. It's Monday, January 23rd. I'm J.B. Erdahl. It's Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty, Sean O'Hara joining us once again as well. Live from Buffalo, Kyle Brandt didn't want to do the drive back with his family after the game, so he stayed the night. There he is. We'll get to you in a little bit. Time for the lead block. Lead yeah. block. Lead block. The Dallas Cowboys last night taking on the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of question marks on the last play of that game. 49ers get the W. They walk away 19 to 12. Both defenses were unbelievable in the game, but the 49ers outlasted them. Let's hear what both teams had to say after this game. But let's start with the winning coach, Kyle Shanahan. It seemed like playoff football in that game. I mean, we were going against the team and just watching them all week. We, we had a feeling it was going to be this type of game, and that's why we were stressing the run game on both sides and stressing to protect the ball and try to get turnovers, and we accomplished both of those things. And you do that stuff, you still got to make a number of plays, and I mean, you saw how many George made today, and it's tough to do those without the quarterback. So he made some big-time plays too. Just disappointed, as I said. I mean, guys that, that played their asses off defense who gave us an opportunity to win this game, who, who played their, who played hard against a really, really good offense, a really good team, and for us to only put up the points that we did, that, that's unacceptable, and it starts with me, and I've got to be better. I mean, that's no, no, no other way to sugarcoat it. That's pretty cool to 
you know, see the clock at zero and then you see like the Niners over the Cowboys. That's pretty sweet in the playoffs. So definitely, you know, credit to the coaching staff and getting us right all week. You know, defense, offense, special teams, everyone just playing. You know, it takes everybody, not just one person or a couple guys. It literally takes everybody. So just so proud of the team and playoff football is not easy. So to go and pull off a win like that against a great team like Dallas and now going to the NFC Championship, it means a lot to us. And, and for myself, yeah, when I take a step back, it's, it's pretty cool. Very thankful. Brock Purdy, the 49ers take down the Cowboys to punch their ticket to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game. What stuck out to you guys in this hard-fought win for San Francisco? Peter? Such a defensive battle and two defenses that were first and second in the league and they both showed up and D'Amico Ryans is on the sidelines going wild and Dan Quinn's going on the sidelines. It was going to be who made the mistakes. Dak Prescott threw two interceptions, back-breaking one in the red zone uh, on the Fred Warner pick. Brock Purdy threw none, and when they needed Brock Purdy to make a play, the guy who has never lost a game as an NFL starter (laughs) made the play. I go late third quarter here, first and ten. Brock Purdy under center. They're on their own 20, and Purdy rolls left, and he's looking, and he hits Kittle, who bobble, bobble, bobble catches. That drive was the breakthrough moment for the 49ers. They continued to move the ball downfield, and they ran the ball down Dallas's throat, and it was run, and it was run, and it was McCaffrey, and it was Mitchell, and they kept on pounding it to the point that the Cowboys' defense began to wear down. They controlled the clock. They controlled the tempo. It took them three quarters to get there. You know, Brock Purdy walked into that stadium yesterday wearing a beige raincoat and a backpack. And it wasn't like the Louis Vuitton backpack. It was like he was on campus. It wasn't like... It was like he was walking through the quad, and he exited the stadium wearing what looked to be like a stained white undershirt, not a James Purse or Mm -hmm. Armani, like a white T-shirt you get three for $10 at Marshall's. That's what he was wearing at the way out. And that's cool. That's the 49ers. That's their identity. It's Kittle. It's Juszczyk. It's Debo. It's Grit. It's tough. That's what won them the game yesterday. No mistakes. 7-0 7-0 as a starter. I can't believe it. He was the last pick of the draft, and he is one of the final four quarterbacks mm. in the NFL season. Brock Purdy did what he had to do, and he made the big play when they needed him. What I love is they always show Trent Williams showing up to the game, and it's in the Ferrari. The red carpet is right there. Let's let's see in a few years how Brock Purdy is showing up to the game. Is it still the beige raincoat and the backpack, or does he have a nice Louis Vuitton briefcase? Go. Yeah. It's I'm good. Still, still amazed Trent can fit in that Ferrari. <laughs> right? I don't know how that big man's I'm fit with you. in there. He gets out somehow. Brock Purdy was awesome, but D'Amico Ryans and this 49ers defense, and going into this week, it was like, how are they going to stop this high-powered Cowboys offense? When you're the number one defense in the NFL, you don't adapt or you don't change anything to stop anyone. You just keep doing what you do, and that's what the 49ers did yesterday. Peter, you talked about the two interceptions, D'Amador Lenore coming away with one, and then ball bounces off of Jimmy Ward into Fred Warner's hands. But they also got after Dak Prescott. He was running around. He looked uncomfortable in the game. And they came up with big plays. The Samson Ebicon blocked extra point, and it wasn't a good kick. But when you do that early in the game, it got to the end of the half. And instead of going for a field goal, Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys' offense, they decided to go for it on fourth down, which takes points away from the Cowboys and led to a field goal by the 49ers. So a kind of turning of six points right there at the end of the half. And there was reports before the game that Miko Ryans canceled two of his interviews to focus on the game. 49ers were flying around. Fred Warner making hits all over the field. Dre Greenlaw, 
Hufanga coming up on blitzes. Mm -hmm. They just were unbelievable. And you knew it was going to be a game where both defenses will play well. But the 49ers were the ones that made the crucial plays that kind of turned the tide for their team to win. So unbelievable performance by them all year and now getting their team to the conference championship game. Yeah, credit to Takashi and his entire staff. The 49ers came into this playoff game and played the exact way that they've been playing all year long. Yeah. And I think that consistency is something to be commended for. Look, the offense is great. You, you touched on Purdy. It's unbelievable what he's doing offensively. This offense has been unbelievably layered for so long. What impressed me the most about this game was the speed of this defense. They're like another version of Fast and the Furious. What episode are we on? Nine now? Nine, Ten? Yeah. Eleven? All right, this is the next Fast and Furious movie, <laughs> and specifically Fred Warner. Fred Warner is... The, the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. And I think you couple him with the other speed yep. all around that defense, that was the biggest thing that I took away from this, this defense right now. How do you get behind them? How, how do you run away from Fred Warner? And then, you know, you got Nick Bosa up front. But uh, Fred Warner, he deserves a game ball for me. Uh, we'll do that later on in the show. But <laughs> I think when you look at that speed, that's, man, it was, it was fast and it was furious. Kyle, that's two hats off to the 49ers defense, one for Brock Purdy. Where do you tip the scales here in this conversation? Well, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, 2023, the year of our Lord, will give us the 10th installation of the Fast and the Furious franchise. That will be number 10. It has already this year given us the 27th straight installation of the Fast and Furious exit from the Dallas Cowboys, but we all saw that coming. Here's what I like from this game. I look at these logos now that it has left us with. Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, Bengals. That, that's the four best teams in the league. That's the four best teams that should be here. We all as a show and an industry have been talking for months now about who's going to be this year's Bengals? Who's going to come out of nowhere with this Cinderella story? Well, it wasn't the Jaguars. It definitely wasn't the Giants. There is no Cinderella this year. I like it. I like that we have four badass alphas. I think the only way we were counting on Philadelphia to lose this weekend was if Jalen Hurts' shoulder acted up. And the only way we were counting on the Niners to lose this weekend is if Brock Purdy suddenly turned into a pumpkin, or maybe if Brock Purdy suddenly turned into Dak Prescott. That did not happen. It was a masterpiece from Dan Quinn's defense. He did great, and it wasn't enough because the Dallas quarterback is not very good, and the Dallas running back, who makes about $50 million a carry, had 10 carries for 26 yards. Not enough offense. Same old Cowboys. Nothing different. A great Niners team again. And we have four bad, bad mothers in this Final Four. I like it. You nailed it, Kyle. He got it all right. As he he summarized does. it perfectly. He talked about the four teams that are left. Kyle, hang around because we're going to talk about some of those teams that did not quite make it past this weekend. All right? Ian Rappaport's going to join us now. Our latest from our NFL Network insider, Ian. We saw Christian McCaffrey working on his calf muscle. He still had 10 rushes for 35 yards 22 receiving yards but what's happening with that calf and it sounded like it was a little discomfort in the words of Christian McCaffrey for his right calf a little bit of a strain just kind of messing with it all game never looked right clearly never felt right after the game talking to reporters he said he would be all good and nothing to worry about but I would say this is something that at least we should monitor calf injuries can be really tricky they can linger and obviously it gets no more important than just reaching the Super Bowl obviously keeping track of McCaffrey and his health will be something that will be paramount for this week a running back who is not going to play next week but even if his team advanced would not have played anyway Tony Pollard the standout running back for the Dallas Cowboys really emerged as one of their key weapons suffered a fractured leg and a high ankle sprain both together I would not be surprised if he eventually has surgery on this facing about a three-month recovery and you know of course he's not going to play for the rest of this season but he is a free agent so his timeline when he gets to full health will be right up against the start of free agency teams will want to know that he is good to go before signing him people close to him are not worried at all about this but obviously we will be keeping track of this as well 
And then there's Patrick Mahomes. We know by now he has suffered a high ankle sprain, had an MRI confirmed, just the ankle sprain, which is, I would say, at least something that will likely limit him this week, probably going to be limited in practice. He described himself as good to go after the game. He does not have concerns, and the fact that Andy Reid, his coach, described it as just a tweak means maybe it is just a minor high ankle sprain for Patrick Mahomes, but of course, he's going to play. It was interesting, a quote that came out of the Bengals locker room, Ian, yesterday. It was from Jesse Bates. He said, I hope that Patrick Mahomes is healthy. I hope he's 100% healthy so there's no excuses. Mm. They'll be ready. <laughs> Just wait. Woo-hoo! Yeah, All right, confident. let's talk about that. Rap Sheet, why not? They're one of the final four. Rap Sheet, thanks. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Bills versus Bengals yesterday up in Buffalo, and it starts off with DeMar Hamlin in the building. 20 days after suffering a cardiac arrest in Cincinnati, Hamlin there with his parents, Nina and Mario, upstairs showing Bills fans the love. They showed it right back in an incredible moment. It's the snow coming down. Look at that. And yet, here we go. A football game was to be played, and the Bengals, they brought it as well. Cincinnati's defense gives up just 10 points in Buffalo. Joe Burrow and Josh Allen have been through a lot the last three weeks. They have a quick embrace there. Here's the score, 27 to 10. But if you think the Bengals are coming into this game to, to, to be the underdogs and the spunky upstarts, you got another thing coming. Here was CBS's Tracy Wolfson speaking with Joe Burrow after the win when asked about, oh, those tickets that might have been sold at a neutral field for Bills Chiefs. And complete game from everybody. Offense, defense, special teams. Domination from start to finish. That's what we expected. Job's not finished. We got another big one next week on the road. Excited for it. We talked about it yesterday, just that chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it makes Kyle laugh. Kyle Brandt still in Buffalo after uh, being there all weekend with his family. He worked a pregame show on NFL Network, watched the game in person. Kyle, what impressed you about the Bengals' win? I'm going to force your hand to go that direction. I could use a refund right now. So the family and I drive seven and a half hours from New York to Buffalo. We decide, no, let's keep going. Let's push it. We drive directly to Niagara Falls without stopping at the hotel, without anything. We walk across the bridge to Canada. Every person there at Niagara Falls, because it's a tourist destination, it's Bengals fans, guys, everywhere. Everyone's, who day this, who day that? I'm sitting there looking at the Niagara Falls with my family, and it's 75,000 gallons per second. This Bengals fan comes up to me, and he goes, hey, you see that? That's going to be Bills fans' tears tomorrow night. I go, damn, dude, what a line. That was cold. And I, I think he might be absolutely right. You guys all watch the game. I can tell you being at the game most beautiful atmosphere I've ever seen it's not just snow it's these beautiful fluffy sticky snowflakes and Eric Moulds is there firing up the crowd Damar is there it's loud the music and then five seconds into the game the Bengals are in the end zone I was standing next to a a Bills legend who I will not name and as Jamar Chase crosses the goal line I look at him and he looks back at me and he goes we in trouble and, and, and they were in trouble I am it was an almost erotic, um, absolute dissection that Joe Burrow did of that Bills team, that Bills atmosphere. It could have been 300 below with 20 feet of snow, and it wouldn't have mattered. An absolute, complete walloping for three hours from Cincinnati, who came in here, did whatever they wanted, and left. They were incredible yesterday. The word explaining the Bengals and their offense, erotic, might make some people squirm, but I think you're spot on. I think you're spot on with that analysis in the way Joe Burrow 
operated exactly uh kyle hang out we'll get back to you in a little bit all right jay what'd you think about that game? yeah i was just thinking i'm like wow if we're saying the offense was erotic like what what, what title we're going to use for the defense because mm. they were unbelievable in this game and Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, weapons of plenty. And this was an offense throughout the regular season and even the first round of the playoffs. Like, they make big plays and they put up points. They had one touchdown on eight drives yesterday. The Cincinnati Bengals defense only gave up 10 points and they got after Josh Allen, was running for his life, throwing the ball away. Mike Hilton hitting him on plays. There was one that could have been a fumble, incomplete pass. Then you saw Cameron Britt, Taylor Britt come away with an interception late in the game. And the Bills offense just looked uncomfortable all day. There was no connection between Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. We saw the frustration on the bench coming from Diggs. But Lou Anarumo, he deserves a ton of credit. Eli Apple at the end of the game called him a mad scientist while he was puffing away on a cigar in the locker room answering questions from the media. The design blitzes with zone behind it. He just called a great game. And these last few years, he's done it to Mahomes and the Chiefs and now going against this Buffalo Bills offense totally shut them down. It was a great performance by this Bengals defense yesterday. As a former defensive player, you have to look that and just say, oh, 10 points 10 in points. Buffalo. If you were to write that down beforehand, yeah. you'd say, well, no, they're going to get more than 10 points. 10 points. And yet I look at what the offense did to that Buffalo defense. That was just slicing through Swiss cheese, those first two drives, and Burrow had all day to throw. Remember, the storyline all week was Connor Williams is down. They're down to their third left tackle. What is Jackson Carmen going to do? They built an offense here, and Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan deserve a lot of credit, but it's really Burrow. Two seconds, one drop back. Like, it was so quick out of his hands, and the Bills just were not able to cover it. it they went right down the field those first two drives, and as Kyle said, you knew it was over. I look at Burrow yesterday, in those conditions, with everyone already buying tickets to a neutral site. Is he the best quarterback in football? If you're building a team right now, are you taking anyone other than Joe Burrow? Josh Allen's gotten all the hype and all the love, and he's been amazing his young career, and obviously Mahomes going to have the MVPs, and Rodgers, and Brady, and you can go right down to Herbert and Lawrence. What Joe Burrow is doing week in, week out, the consistency and the unflappable nature of this guy on the road, in the snow, with all that emotion that was going in, to come out those first two drives and just march your team right down the field and say, oh, I don't care. That, that's their story. This is all story. I'm blown away by Burrow. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a better quarterback mm. in all of football right now. He looks unfazed. Coming off, the Eagles were flying high on Saturday night in Philadelphia. I think they took flight and they just were like, this is it. Look at this. Cro International flight. Eagles never coming down. They were at high altitude carrying the momentum into their championship Who's match in the against the Niners. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you ever do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. First game of the weekend was Jaguars-Chiefs, and it was wonderful. A great showdown between two young quarterbacks, Mahomes and Lawrence, and there would be a 37-year-old who gets involved at some point along the way. 27-20, to 20, Kansas City. No so, Hennessy for you. Yeah, that's it. And goodbye, uh, Chad Henney. We'll talk to you in a bit. Here's what the scene was like in the Chiefs locker room after they advanced to their fifth straight AFC championship game. Alive. Great job. Chad Henney, great job. Nothing better. Let me just tell you, you guys know this. The ones that have been around, there's nothing better than having two tough quarterbacks. One is great, and then two is even greater, man. Uh, that's a great thing. Great thing. Hey, great team win today, everybody. Coach said it. Everybody had a part in this. Get off your feet these next few days. Come ready to go next week. Chiefs on three. One, two, three. Eagles taking on the Giants. Giants looking like that. 07 Super Bowl team, so they say. Jalen Hurts getting the crowd into it at the link. A great atmosphere. The Philadelphia Eagles go on to win this one 38-7. Just a dominating performance by them. Nick Sariani had a ton of high praise for his quarterback after the game. Said he reminded him of another great athlete. Here's what Sariani had to say. I know this is high praise, but to have him out there is like having nah, – I, mean, I shouldn't even go there. But, like, he's having, like, Michael Jordan out there. Like, he's your leader. He's your leader. He's your guy. I, hopefully that's the biggest respect I can pay to him, comparing to his ability to be in on the field to a Michael Jordan type. Like, this guy leads. He brings this calmness to the to the entire team. He plays great football. He's tough as, 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 as they come. Yeah, I mean, to me, there ain't nobody has played any better football than him this year. Well, that's quite the statement by Nick Sirianni. He's like, I don't know if I want to do I don't know if I want to. All right, I'm going to say it. He's <laughs> kind of like playing like Michael Jordan. Oh, man. You don't have to go there, Peter. Like, no. Why don't we just go Eagles dominant win over the Giants and take it in the direction you'd like? Yeah, sometimes you got some egg on your face on this show, and you can ignore it or you can address it head on. I think as a show, we got caught up in the Giants hysteria last week. You know what? Let's take a walk down memory lane. Here was as recent as last week heading into this one. <laughs> do I think the Giants have the momentum right now? 
Yes. I think it's the biggest single season turnaround you could ever see, ever, in one year for a first year head coach. That's the difference. I see a defense that's starting to look a little bit like that Giants defense from 2007. My guy Isaiah Hodgins and the Giants are going to lead the way. Ooh, you think it's going to be rough and rowdy in Philadelphia this weekend? Just wait if you get cocky Daniel Jones walking off the bus. See you at the Super Bowl parade, guys. Oh my, oh my God. God. Peter. Thank you, Peter. Nailed it. Thank All you, right. Peter. All right, so give it to me. Give it to me, Eagles fans. Oh. I know, I know. Look, I. This was as dominant a win as any, and that includes Cincinnati's win yesterday. What the Eagles did to the Giants was so impressive mm. on Saturday. And the reason I might have been a little skeptical or had questions was because we hadn't seen that Eagles team since the last time they played the Giants on December 14th. It had been 40 days. Guess what? Jalen Hurts was awesome. The run game was tremendous. The defense was suffocating. Top to bottom, the Eagles rosters loaded and they all executed. And gosh, did they manhandle the Giants. No shame here on a Monday telling you that I was wrong. I thought this would be much closer than it was. When you've got Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott and Miles Sanders running all over New York, and then Jalen Hurts being absolutely precise in offense, and then the defense giving up nothing from Saquon and the rest of the guys in New York. Uh, total domination. Probably was never in doubt from the second the game started. When you see Brian Dable going for it on fourth and eight, down seven, nothing in the first half, you know that they're worried. Hey, we might not get another chance at this point in the game. And then he punts it later on. There's questions from the Giants side of things, but all credit goes to the Eagles. And now they've got a 49ers team that might be just as gritty and might be just as tough on the West Coast coming all the way to the East Coast. Eagles are already favorites in this one. And you better believe I'm not doubting them headed into to Sunday's game. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy I wasn't on that clip that you referenced last week. But I did in August say that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have a letdown year. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm eating about that the Eagles. One. But we're talking about the Eagles right now. And a guy I want to talk about is Nick Sirianni. Giants fans were pissed off, I think, watching Sirianni and some of his antics on the sideline decides to line up and go <laughs> for two. I love this Nick Sirianni. Looking at the camera, pushing coaches, fired up on the sideline. It was as if the Eagles, as they were eating their stuffed crust pizza, getting ready for this game, they heard all the chatter of everybody talking about how well the Giants were playing and talking about how the Eagles kind of were struggling down the stretch, losing two games with Minshew, then not looking great against the Giants backups. They came out there fired up, up 28-0. to In the last game you talked about in December, they rushed for 240 yards or something like that. They're like, you know what? We're going for 268 <laughs> now. Back. 268. It was a great performance by them dominating. Jalen Hurts got right back on par of what he looked like throughout the entire season. An MVP-like performance. This Eagles team is scary. Yeah, Nick Sirianni. He was. I think he was even talking trash to the zebras out there. He was talking trash to the refs. Like yeah. he was on. He he was feeling. And he knows himself. what he's doing out there. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Shregs, you're not alone in this. <laughs> Look, the, the, the entire Tri-State area. I mean, I if you drove around anywhere on Saturday or Friday over the weekend before this game, there was Giants fever everywhere, yeah. and the Big Blue Wrecking Crew was out in full effect until the game started. And this was a, a complete domination. And and I think if you're Giants fans, you're so disappointed. If you're Giants players and coaches, you're so disappointed that this is how you exit the. This is the performance that you're going to leave as everybody's memory of yeah. this is how you went out. I, I think the Eagles completely dominated this game from top to bottom. And I think the one thing coming in this game was the Giants got to start fast, right? You saw the Minnesota Vikings. They scored in the first three possessions. The first five possessions for the Giants, turnover on downs, interception, and three three and outs. You, you're it's not going to beat anybody. You're not going to beat the Bad News Bears starting out like that. But it was the Eagles' defense that was so suffocating. I felt like every time Daniel Jones dropped back, 
He was immediately harassed. He was immediately stepping up to avoid somebody. Hassan Reddick, I, I call him ridiculous. He, he was so <laughs> you fast. You call him that. <laughs> he was, whether well, it's a twist game or it was a speed rush, I mean, it was unbelievable what he was able to do again. This Eagles defensive line just basically engulfed the, the, the pass pro and Daniel Jones. He had nowhere to go with the football. Brandon Graham had a sack. Hassan Reddick had at one and a half. Uh, Josh Sweat had, had one and a half. The, the Eagles did what they have been doing all season long, get to the quarterback. Take a look at this stat. This is the most sacks in a single season in the last 40 years. The Eagles, in the same conversation as the 85 Bears right now mm. with 75 sacks, their defense line did not disappoint. They took over this game, Jamie. That's why they won. Unbelievable. Here's the thing. Kyle said this at the top of the show that he, he believes, and I'm with him, four best teams are left to play next weekend. And how I land on that is we've seen really incredible comebacks in the NFL over the last month or so. And when I think of a best team, I think of a team that takes a lead and you just know convincingly that they are not going to cough this thing up. And frankly, if the Cowboys had gotten a lead on the road in San Francisco, you kind of had this sense like <laughs> maybe the 49ers would have come back. If the Giants had gotten a lead in Philadelphia, the Eagles take a 28 nothing lead. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is just not a game. This isn't happening. This is not going to come. It's just unattainable for the Giants to accomplish what could have been an unbelievable comeback. 28-0 at home for the Eagles. The way that pass rush was playing is unbelievable. You can't go five times, sack the quarterback, take a quarterback five times, and think that a team is going to come back. The Giants and the Cowboys now, to me, are two teams that played ridiculously well in the opening round of the playoffs, and that was kind of it. It wasn't like, wow, that's a real team. This is how they're going to start playing. Nope. It was a one-hit wonder last weekend for both of those teams in the playoffs. And it's see at home. It's set, it's set at home. The Eagles are a good team to me because, as Peter said, early December we see them play this way against the Giants. They teetered over the next couple weeks. Their quarterback was hurt. They lost games they weren't supposed to. But then they came back. That, to me, is the mark of a really good team that is meant to be playing still at this point in this season. I just got a text from my friend who's a Giants season ticket holder. He says, Nick Sirianni's won one playoff game. He's peacocking like he's Tom Landry and Chuck Knowles. Cut the crap. What do you think of that? Giants fan, it's okay. The Giants had a great season. (laughs) Don't be sore losers. You you guys are going home, but Dable's first year, if they would have said, hey, we're going to lose in the divisional round, they would have been totally happy with it. It's okay. Let Sirianni have his moment. It is not your time right right now. That's what birds do, right? Not yet. It was the largest win in a playoff game between divisional opponents since 1970. I think you're allowed to peacock a little bit, all right? Coming up, a Sunday night, a disaster was served up for the Cowboys. What went wrong for Dallas? We're going to break that game down next. Our whole crew is sad today that the Giants are. You're right. You're right. The crew here. It's funny. The crew here is sad. The crew down in You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Mahomes and Henny, both amazing. They find a way to win, and this will be a showdown for the ages, a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game in the same house. Here's Patrick Mahomes on that ankle injury that he suffered earlier in the game. I'm not coming out of a playoff game unless they take me out, and so uh, I'm just going to play. I, I love this this sport too much. I love this game. Uh, I love playing with my teammates and being able to go out there and, and enjoy it together, and, we're, and we prepare all year to be in the playoffs and to play in these games, and I'm glad that I was able to get back in the game, and I mean, it's it's something that uh, I just love competing in this sport, and uh, pain is pain, and you got to deal with it either way. Not taking me out of a playoff game unless they tell me to. All right, that's a statement for Patrick Mahomes. The tweets yesterday during the game of, like, one-legged Mahomes is better than a lot of other quarterbacks. It was true. It was unbelievable watching him play. All right, so the Chiefs find themselves once again hosting an AFC championship game against the Bengals. Next week at Arrowhead, a chance to get revenge after last year, and they'll be looking to bring that Lamar Hunt trophy back to Kansas City. All right, so what do we make of this Chiefs team taking care of business against a Jags team that they were thriving, they were playing well, they had come back, but now here the Chiefs are finding themselves in the fifth straight AFC championship. Yeah, we got the Lamar Hunt trophy on display. I know Clark Hunt, that means a lot to him to raise that up. We might as well call this the Big Red Bowl game because Mm. it's Andy Reid every single time. And I want to give a quick shout-out to Travis Kelsey because the guy's unstoppable. But that man right there is the one that's designing the plays that keep getting him open. Can we get some love for Big Red? Andy Reid has been phenomenal when you look at what he has done throughout his career. I don't think we talk about him enough for his his schemes, his game strategies. Take a look at this playoff wins by a head coach board right here. I'll give you an even more impressive stat. He's about to coach in his 10th conference championship game. 10th. 10th conference championship. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's a Bill Belichick is like. He just tied Tom Landry. If they get a win right here, he moves into second place all alone. Here's the other thing. You mentioned the number 10, all right? He's the only coach in NFL history to lead two different franchises to 10 playoff victories. So this is unbelievable stuff what Andy Reid is doing. And I I know from experience, I played against him when he was down in Philadelphia. He was a maestro of the opening drive. Every single time I felt like we played Philly down in Philly, we'd look up halfway through the first quarter and it's like, wow, we're already down 14 points? How did that happen? They score on the opening drive. I don't have the stat in front of me right now, but it's probably more than any other team in NFL history when Andy Reid is scripting those first 15. Do you guys think the fact that he only has one Super Bowl, like that list of coaches you guys showed up there, they all have multiple Super Bowl victories. Like This would be a big one if he's able to get. He's he's been to 10 conference championship games and he's coached in three Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. So that's the other. The other aspect of it. Well, it speaks to the dynasty, Peter, that you were talking about on Friday with the Chiefs and how they have an opportunity here to define themselves, but they have to go through the Bengals in order to do so. I have to circle back to Patrick Mahomes. I know we've been talking about the ankle, but man, his play up until that injury... 
and then the subsequent play after the injury still felt like the same quarterback and the only difference was that he looked like he was doing it on one leg. I mean, the grimacing faces that this young man made as he was throwing off of one leg in the second half of that game. Here's the thing. You know, sideline behavior gets picked apart. The way you approach your players, coaches, any adverse situation in a game, I think, camera goes to you, you're the quarterback of your team. The way that Patrick Mahomes handled this situation, I thought was unbelievable. From a lot of perspectives, Peter, I know you're about to speak on Chad Henney, and I want you to get, I want you to land the plane for us on that one because it's an unbelievable setup. But I think the way the Chiefs won that game behind Mahomes and briefly with Chad Henney at quarterback speaks highly to how Patrick Mahomes handles this offense, this team, this quarterback room. But first and foremost, ridiculous play by a quarterback who was playing on a high ankle sprain and probably will do so in the AFC Championship next weekend. Speechless yeah, was what I was left with. He didn't want to come out. He refused to come out. Throwing his helmet in like a cool way. Yeah, and then they come out <laughs> after halftime. We don't get anything from the NBC halftime show at, at halftime. So we're all wondering, like, is Mahomes coming back? And he looks to Melissa Stark as he's coming out of the tunnel, and he says, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm coming back. And good. he didn't look at him. I didn't him, think I'm he was good. playing in the second half. No, no, no. And I was waiting the entire halftime show. They're talking about everything else. I'm like, is he coming back? Is he coming back? We never report. Melissa got the report. But what about the dude who filled in? I <laughs> About 37-year-old Chad Henney, who hasn't had to do anything all season. Look at the ball where where it started off when Henney has to go in here. Look, Jacksonville punts the ball, guys. This is the the story to me. Jacksonville punts the ball. They down it at the two-yard line. You're telling 37-year-old Chad Henney to go in there and just, okay, uh, you might have to go win a playoff game. Henny comes in, and he promptly takes them 98 yards Anything on a touchdown drive. How about that first place in shotgun? Shotgun. Just stand in the middle of the end zone. Don't go Dan Orlovsky on us right no. there, Chad. But he was amazing in this one, and he was operating at, at a total perfect score. Henny's drive was fantastic. How oh, that sidearm? Moves the ball, gets it to young Joka, Kadarius Tony. moves the ball right downfield. You Big know hit. the ball's going to Kelsey. Kelsey gets it on a huge third down there to convert. Remember, if you're a Chiefs fan, you're thinking, this is a season. And yet, Henny, they don't miss a drop, oh, and the then pop. Pacheco takes it all the way down, and then Henny puts it into the end zone, hitting Kelsey. I got to tell you, this might be the only drive we see Chad Henny all playoffs. This might be the only time we see Chad Henny throughout the rest of the, the, the entire campaign as a Kansas City Chief. He had already solidified his hero status with a win over the Browns that year. This is only the icing on top. Chad Henny, 37 years old, being thrown into the fire as a backup, taking him 98 yards and kind of dropping the mic and saying, okay, I'm good. I'm going to go back over here. Mahomes, you take it from here. Let me know if you need me. Henny, unbelievable performance. Chad Henny deserves a love this morning. Against yes. the Jacksonville Jaguars as well, his former, former team, team where he was there for so many bad Years yeah. I know because I was playing against some uh, the Tennessee Titans <laughs> during our bad years, but I knew this game was over from the way they got the ball to Travis Kelsey early in the game. I'm like, do they know he's their best player? 14 catches, but Henny comes in the game and Isaiah Pacheco, like this guy was unreal. We saw that 40 yard run where he turns on the Jets and. He runs, he starts this game off, this option play to start it off and tries to run somebody over. And he gets up so fast after every single play. Everything he does on the field, he does fast. And as a finesse offense with Mahomes throwing the ball around, Kelsey's, Kelsey's a receiver, not really a tight end. And then Pacheco comes over just trying to run through everything Brick in wall. his path. Yes. So he adds a different dimension, a different speed, a different toughness to this offense. And it reminds me of the 2018, when, 2017 when Kareem Hunt first comes in the league and they're handing the ball off to him, screen plays and different things of that nature. So Isaiah Pacheco, pop! He was wow. fun to watch. Nixon and Pacheco, those are yeah. two yeah. hard, angry runners. Yeah. I cannot wait for this game. It's the turnover of his feet. That It's like the speed in which you see those 
it's un looks like Roger Craig yeah. back in yeah. the day. High legs, yeah. just big knees. I'll show you in, okay, I'll show you in the thanks. break. Uh, coming up, I'm almost, almost going to pretend to know. Um, another playoff disappointment for Josh Allen. Kyle's waiting in the wings. Uh, we're going to find out what happened in Buffalo next. Cincinnati. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.